RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. Legislators from across the political spectrum object to the idea of the controversial extradition bill being tabled directly to the full Legislative Council. President Trump claims China is paying for US tariffs imposed on Chinese imports, contradicting remarks by one of his top economic advisers. And Filipinos go to the polls in elections expected to strengthen the position of President Duterte. Lawmakers across the political divide say they don't want to see the controversial extradition bill being tabled directly to the full Legislative Council, thus bypassing the bill's committee. The idea was proposed by former LegCo President Sang-yok Singh, who said that's the only way to break the current deadlock. Both pro-Beijing lawmaker Paul Tse and Civic Party's Alvin Young say it's not the time to make the unprecedented leap to get the bill to the full Council where officials won't be answering lawmakers' questions one by one. Mr Tse says he wants to form a new body to vet the bill. We're dealing with unprecedented situation now. I mean, it's not working anymore. There's no way that a bill come with that sort of size can work properly, given the circumstances. One of the options that we have at the moment is to set up a special task force by the House Committee in terms of controlling the number of the members in that task force. And so we can narrow down the numbers. There's certainly one way out in terms of practical, pragmatic way out. It's been a month since the bill was first put to LegCo, but rival lawmakers have been arguing as to whether or not they have elected a chair for the bill's committee, resulting in a brawl on Saturday. Officials are ready to start culling some 6,000 pigs at a slaughterhouse in Shengshui today after African swine flu was detected from a sample there. The pig that tested positive was from the mainland. After the pigs are killed, they'll be wrapped in plastic bags before being sent to a landfill. Pork traders say they think it'll take a week before there will be fresh pork available again in the market. President Trump has again claimed that China is paying for U.S. tariffs imposed on Chinese imports, in spite of being contradicted on the issue by one of his top economic advisers. Larry Kudlow acknowledged on Fox News that it was largely U.S. businesses and consumers who were footing the bill. More from the BBC's Chris Buckler in Washington. In a series of tweets, Donald Trump accused China of ripping off America and breaking a deal. He also repeated his claim that China would pay tens of billions of dollars as a result of increased tariffs he imposed on imports at the end of last week. But Mr Trump's own chief economic advisor says that's not true. Those words are likely to raise fresh concerns that the ongoing tense talks could turn into a mutually damaging trade war. Mr Trump has already ordered for plans to be drawn up for tariffs on another $300 billion of Chinese goods. Voting is taking place in the Philippines in midterm elections seen as a test of the popularity of President Rodrigo Duterte, who came to power three years ago. A key battle is for control of the Senate, where Mr Duterte currently doesn't have a majority. The BBC's Howard Johnson reports from Manila. Mr Duterte's candidates have been campaigning for continuation of his hardline style of rule. Policy proposals include reimposing the death penalty for drug traffickers and reducing the age of criminal liability to 12 years old. The Liberal opposition have been campaigning against Mr Duterte's bloody war on drugs, under which thousands of drug suspects have been killed during police operations. They say the country must return to a human rights and due process-based approach to tackling criminality. The Vatican has defended a deal with Beijing on control of the church in China. In an interview with a mainland newspaper, the Vatican Secretary of State, Cardinal Pietro Parolin, said some criticism from within the church was aimed at preserving old geopolitical balances. Here's the BBC's John McManus. 
Last year, Beijing and the Vatican came to an agreement over who could appoint bishops in China. The church there is split between an authorised patriotic association and an underground church. The deal allowed both sides a say over the naming of bishops, but was denounced by many Christians, with one former Hong Kong cardinal calling it a betrayal. In his interview, Cardinal Parolin says negotiations are continuing, but that the church can still carry out its mission, even as Beijing attempts to impose a Chinese identity on religious belief. More than 300 tiny pieces of human tissue from prisoners executed in Nazi-era Berlin will be buried later today. The samples were found in microscope slides at a property that belonged to an anatomy professor who collaborated with the Nazis. Herman Steve was given the bodies of prisoners to dissect for research shortly after they were executed. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Arab states have condemned incidents of sabotage which the United Arab Emirates say took place on four commercial ships near its territorial waters. The Egyptian government stressed its solidarity with the UAE, while the Gulf Cooperation Council said the incidents would increase tensions and a conflict in the region. The United Arab Emirates says the vessels were targeted just outside the Strait of Hormuz but gave no other details. To sports now, and in football, Manchester City have retained their title on a final day of drama in the English Premier League. They beat Brighton 4-1 to become the first team in a decade to win the league twice in a row. The BBC's Natalie Perks watched events unfold. After one of the most incredible weeks for English football, one of the most exciting ends to a Premier League season. At the start of the day, there was just one point in it. Manchester City were top and knew all they had to do was beat Brighton to take the title. Anything less. And Liverpool, fresh from their heroic 4-0 demolition of Barcelona in the week, knew they'd be champions for the first time in 29 years if they beat Wolves. Liverpool fans were ecstatic as Glenn Murray scored for Brighton. But the joy was short-lived. The second half was an exhibition of the Manchester City side that have now gone 14 games unbeaten to secure the title. City boss Pep Guardiola praised both his team and Liverpool for a most exciting battle for the Premier League title. Well, we are so happy. <laughs> Win is so addictive and when you try it once, you want to wanna try it repeat. And by, I think... Manchester City last season helped to, to increase the standards from the Premier League and I think this season Liverpool helped us to, to be there. So without the, the, what Liverpool has done, maybe it would not be possible. So it's incredible what they have done, but we did it a little bit better. So, and of course, which this team we face, we played, give more credit what we have done. So it's maybe the best side I ever faced in my career as a manager and a football player. So the toughest league we have won is not just my feeling, the feeling for all back staff and the players. And that's why we are incredibly satisfied with what uh, we have done. So we have to win 14 games in a row to retain the title. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp also had kind words for both his own team and Manchester City. An outstanding season, that's what he says. Not, nobody will, will see that differently. Uh, yeah, we had a proper competitor, I would say, with, with City. Congratulations to them. Um, they have 98 points, which is incredible. Makes 198 in two years, which is um, not bad. Um, we have 97, so we made a we made a much bigger jump, obviously development-wise this year. The boys did an incredible job, pushed themselves on completely new levels. 
And to basketball, where Kawhi Leonard hit a buzzer-beating game winner to push Toronto past Philadelphia in the decisive Game 7. The Raptors won 92-90 to to reach the Eastern Conference Finals, where they'll face Milwaukee. Leonard's last second fadeaway from the corner bounced off the rim four times before going in. He says it's the first time he's hit the series-clinching shot in a Game 7. I knew I had some time to try to get some space rather than just catch and shoot the ball. Just trying to get to a space so I'd get the shot off. And B was guarding me. Uh, he's taller, longer than me. So, And I just knew I had to shoot it high. Ended up getting a soft touch and going in. In Denver, the Portland Trailblazers prevailed in another thrilling Game 7, sending the Nuggets home 100-96 to in the Western Conference semis. CJ McCollum scored 37 points to help Portland overcome a 17-point first-half deficit. He says he just wanted to play as hard as he could. I thought I was aggressive before the game. My brother texted me, told me not to settle. He told me to get to the mid-range, get to the floater, get to the rim as much as possible. So I just tried to be aggressive. I thought I played a pretty solid game. I thought I missed on a few plays. Besides that, I think I played pretty well. I wanted to empty the clip, and I thought I did that. Portland will travel to Golden State for Game 1 in the Western Conference Finals on Wednesday morning, Hong Kong time. To the ice and in the NHL playoffs, the Boston Bruins have doubled their lead over the Carolina Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Bruins won Game 2, 6-2, for a 2-0 lead in the best-of-seven showdown. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Legislators from across the political spectrum object to the idea of the controversial extradition bill being tabled directly to the full Legislative Council. President Trump claims China is paying for US tariffs imposed on Chinese imports, contradicting remarks by one of his top economic advisers. And Filipinos go to the polls in elections expected to strengthen the position of President Duterte. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Bill. is kicking off another hour of the greatest hits of music on RTHK Radio 3. It's the greatest hits of music. It's Holiday Morning Brew with James Ross through Tell 2. One night in heaven, one night in heaven. One night in heaven, one night in heaven. Thank you. 